to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here joined with my co-producer, Small Town EP. It's good to have it's, you back. It's been, it's been a while. Weeks. It feels it's good to be home. Weeks. What's good? What's good? Uh, nah, man. You know, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm blessed. I'm good. I'm highly favored. You already know. Um, fresh off the little vacay, went around the world real quick for a little bit. You know. Uh, feels good to be back. Feels good to uh, get back into the groove of things. Hell yeah, bro. We're glad to have you back. Unfortunately, the gang isn't all here. Kevin's not with us tonight. He's uh, he's taking care of some stuff. Like I said last week, when E and Kev were missing, it's all good as long as they're good. Um, Kev's good, so we're good. But uh, shout out to his mom. I think he said his mom's under the weather, so hopefully she mm. uh, she's get back to that 100% level. And, um, you know, get back on her grind. But, yeah, bro, it's good to have you back. And, and you know, obviously Thursday was a holiday. I hope you had a good holiday with your family and whoever you spent that with. But, you know, we didn't record. So we're playing, we're playing a little bit of catch up. But um, it's just it's good to be behind the microphone again. Nah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's good to be in this energy, this space, you know. Yes, sir. And you, I see you over there recording from the small town studios. I see. Yeah, you. we here. We going Shout virtual. Y'all gonna see us soon too. We gonna get all that figured out. But for right now, exactly. you know, what I'm saying you gonna get the uh, the visual effect with the audio files. You heard? <laughs> you know, you know. But yeah, man, I'm, I I just wanted to come in for a little bit on a Monday night. You know, it's not Thursday night, so uh, we won't go too hard on them. Uh, but I wanted to come in and, and talk about what we saw in an exciting week of football. I mean, it, it, it was more exciting for me on Thursday than on Sunday uh, and then tonight because the Colts played. But uh, Sunday, Sunday, you know, was kind of like a eh, eh, regular, regular uh, type of football Sunday. It was one of those football Sundays that, you know, if your girl made plans and, and you had to join or like you had to go see some in-laws or. You know, you really had to go take care of that thing, you know, before Monday. You wouldn't mind doing it uh, this past Sunday because you, you didn't miss too, too much. Uh, you know, we saw some cool things here and there. But for the most part, uh, it's a couple boring games and a lot of excitement happened on Thursday. And I'll start right there, bro. Uh, you know, the Lions getting the Bills at home for that uh Thanksgiving tradition. That was an exciting game to start the day. You know, Bills were just at home in Detroit due to that snowstorm. And, um, you know, they were displaced from their house in, in western New York. But after that win against the Browns, they come back to, to uh, Detroit and, and take care of business. And it really came down to too much time being left on the clock. So we'll, we'll start with poor clock management uh, on this Thursday game. And then we'll probably end in a conversation with poor clock management as far as this Colts-Steelers Monday night football game we just saw. <laughs> so, anyways, 28-25 was the final score out there in uh, in Detroit. And, again, going – we'll just fast forward to that last drive. Like, all game, you know, it, it was impressive defense that Detroit had. They were putting pressure on Josh Allen, making him uncomfortable, making him make bad decisions. And it's, it's starting to get – alarming uh, seeing Josh Allen make these bonehead plays again, you know, like we were seeing in the yeah. last two years. Uh, he cleaned that up the last two years, and 
I don't know. This year, I'm seeing something different. You know, the red zone interceptions, the what the fuck throws. You know, those type of plays that he's just, you know, even the sacks. The sacks even look really ugly. Yeah, it's just like careless, you know, play. And he started his career like that. Like I said, and that was something he had to grow out of. And I guess it's one of those like you could take the. You could take the blank out the blank, but you can't take the blank out the blank. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. That bonehead shit just just gotta be minimalized as much as possible uh, throughout the rest of this year, going into the playoffs for Josh Allen if they want any chance at a Super Bowl. Because you know, week one they were Super Bowl contenders, and they still are. Don't get me wrong; I'm, I'm, they're still one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, it's crazy that the Dolphins. Are a better football team than the Bills. I didn't think we'd be saying this going into December, but we're here, right? We're here. And, uh, anyways, they left way too much time for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs to connect. Jared Goff missed a wide open layup on a game winning touchdown attempt on a third down play where uh, they let time, you know, tick off the clock and they ended up having to kick a field goal to tie the game and you know we we saw we saw what Patrick Mahomes did to Buffalo last year in that AFC championship Buffalo came down and went and scored and and we saw I think it was two weeks ago when Minnesota played Buffalo and Buffalo lost that game at home however Mm -hmm. when Minnesota scored that touchdown late and Buffalo had to come back and drive down the field they didn't have any issue getting into field goal range. They didn't have any issue crossing midfield, using you know their timeouts, getting out of bounds, and and using up all the space in the field to put them in position to attempt a win. Unfortunately, we saw Josh Allen throw a pick, you know, uh, so that kind of wiped away those winning chances. But fast forward, you know, to Thanksgiving Day, you got Josh Allen throwing a strike a strike to Stephon Diggs in the middle of the field. And that Detroit defense was just like, it had to be one of those like, geez, man. Like, you know, we, we, did, we did as much as we could. You know, we held them up to 25 points all game. And, you know, here we go with a team who can make a big play, any play of the, any play of the game. And then a guy like Stephon Diggs, who uh, at this point, he's just known to be clutch in these situations. Uh, they ended up. That's crazy. That Stephon Diggs. My fault. That's to cut you off. That Stephon Diggs thing is kind of wild. It, it reminded me of uh, that Iman Shumpert, Kobe Ryan story when Iman was balling for the three quarters and Kobe was in the fourth quarter. Kobe was like, yo, good game, bro. You know, he had a good game. And <laughs> Stephon, yeah, he just came out like like he had a, like the biggest chip on his shoulder in that fourth, like, you know, like the ending of that third quarter and that fourth quarter, he came out swinging haymakers for real. Yeah. And, and it was weird because – in the Detroit, not the Detroit Lions, sorry, in the Cleveland Browns-Buffalo Bills game a few weeks back, Stephon Diggs didn't get a look until, like, late third quarter or early fourth quarter, and it was a touchdown. His first catch was a touchdown, and it kind of, like, lit a fire under everybody. And, you know, I feel like he, he, like you said, he just has that chip on his shoulder, and he always feels like the underdog. He always wants to mm-hmm. uh, play, like, that dog-like mentality, so – Shout out to Stephon Diggs, bro. He's the top five receiver in this league. Um, and it's crazy because I was talking – I forgot who it was, but I was talking to somebody about this basketball receiver you know, debate, and Justin Jefferson was in the conversation, <laughs> of course. But 
Devontae Adams, man, like, in case you forgot, like, he's still that guy. You know what I mean? And and he just keeps showing that week in and week out. I just wanted to shout him out. But uh, after that, Cowboys hosted the Giants in what was a crucial NFC East matchup for, I would say, both teams. Bigger for the Giants than the Cowboys because the Cowboys already had that uh, game. You know, they won against the Giants early in the year on the road. They were able to take another win at home this time. And uh, I think offensively, the Giants just you know, couldn't get anything going. Man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uh, it was a sloppy, nasty game. It was just one of those games where Daniel Jones, you know, threw for only 228 yards, one touchdown, got sacked three times. And Saquon Barkley only ran for 39 rushing yards. And, you know, he's the second leading rusher in the league. And, you wouldn't expect, you know, under 40 yards rushing for that guy in a divisional game where, frankly, Dak Prescott doesn't lose to. Uh, I think he lost to the Giants his two first times in his rookie year, and since then he's been undefeated against them. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a huge game with uh, six catches for 106 yards. He didn't get a touchdown. He had that one-handed grab that got taken back, but – what a great yeah. loss there. That was, that was nice. So, you know, they, they made light work out of the Giants. And the Giants sitting at, uh, what are they, 7-4? and four? They had a chance seven to win 8-3. 8-3, uh, I'm sorry. And take that second place, because what are they? They're in – I think they are in second now. No, no, they're in third. Oh, facts, facts, facts. The Cowboys facts. are in third, yeah. Giants could have been in second place uh, or tied for second. Um, but – Man, it's like you have all this success, and then you play the biggest game of your season, and it's it's you know it's twenty points. It's not going to get it done. So, and then not to go back, mm-hmm. not to go back too much, but um, it's funny that you referenced that because I was thinking kind of that that same kind of thing with the Bills um, as far as all of the little mistakes and little nuances and little things that they're just not getting right. They're beating themselves right. over. These next three games are divisional games for the Bills. Like, you can't drop. I, I want to say none, but you can't drop these games to these teams. Like, and they're going to come and they're going to play. For the Bills? Yes, yes. That's why I said I didn't want to go okay. back. But No, no, no. Yeah, sure. but, because the Giants also have three straight divisional games. That's why. Oh, I was, snap. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. why I was confused on who we were talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah the, I mean, the, just the Bills revert, go yeah. to Foxborough, huh. and then they get the Jets at home. Yeah, they get the Jets at home, and then they get the the Dolphins at home, and all those teams are going to play. This is, you know, this is still anyone's division. I like what I see on that Week 15 Dolphins game. It's uh, TBD. So we're going to flex that to Sunday Night Football, or we're going to get a good matchup there. Facts, facts. That should be fun. That's Week 15. Um, Just to go back to the Giants, they got to (laughs) face the Commanders, so they just played, you know, the Cowboys. Now they got to mm-hmm. play the Commanders, the Eagles, and then the Commanders again. And I, I mentioned this last week when I was by myself. Anytime the NFC East plays each other, no matter if the Eagles are ten and one, no matter if the Commanders are one and five, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. are, you know, four and four and two, it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a dog fight. Absolutely. And quite frankly, this year each team in this NFC East is playing really good football. Like. I didn't think these uh I didn't think these uh Washington Commanders were gonna sit here and, and be at what are they, seven and five this year right now? 
Yeah. Giants seven and five. Giants at seven and four. Cowboys at eight and three. And then obviously we saw last night uh, Eagles at ten and one. It's improving to ten and one against Aaron Rodgers. But man, it's gonna be a tough especially time. with uh, especially with the Giants sitting at zero and two in the division right now, and Washington sitting at one and two. You win some division games, bro. You're in there. Like you, yep. you're in there. And and and. We're only going into what week fourteen, I think next week is, or week week thirteen, you know. So uh, we're going into week thirteen, I believe. So this is early. Like we can see the Cowboys take a skid. You know what I mean? The Cowboys take a skid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Giants start losing games. The Commanders can fall right there in second place and put themselves in playoff contention. So this division, I wouldn't say, is wide open because the Eagles look like they do have. You know that under control, they're they're playing really good football. And you want to say, you know, the Eagles played a sorry schedule. The Eagles did this. The Eagles did that. They've played who's on the schedule. They've made it to ten and one, and they're two and one in their division. Unfortunately, they took that loss to uh, to, the to the Commanders. Or to the Commanders. Yeah. To the Commanders. Yeah. On that. Uh, what was it on Monday night? I think it was a. Mm-hmm. Was it a Monday night game? Was it? Or was it Thursday, Thursday night? night? It might have been a Thursday night, but. Nonetheless, they did take that. It was Monday. It was Monday night. But yeah, they did take that Monday. And it's impressive that, you know, Washington is like, look, I don't care if you're the best team in our division. You know, we're going to play up to our standard. And Taylor Heineke, he's come in for Carson Wentz. Like, they're not even playing with their starting quarterback. And the Carson Wentz thing is due to injury. It's not because they benched him. But nonetheless, I mean, did you think that Taylor Heineke was going to come in and lead this team? You know what I'm saying? They're in last place, but. Seven wins right now. I think that's a win for them. Uh, so this NFC East is, is, is pretty impressive this year, to say the least. But on that night game on Thursday, we got to see New England try their attempt at uh, prime time <laughs> Kirk Cousins and all the bad things they've heard about him. But to no avail, that was. Uh, yeah. Because... I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers. I don't have them. I'm going to pull them up in just a second. But I remember reading his numbers that night and watching the game. I mean, 30 of 37, 299 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he did throw that interception, but he had a 116 uh, quarterback rating. So you got to give credit there when when they only ran for 57 yards on a New England Patriots defense. So I think, yeah, uh, we only let we only we only ran for 57 yards. Dalvin Cook didn't have a great game. 1.9, you know, average on the night. Guess what? Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 139 yards, and a touchdown. Going into Thanksgiving, you know, record booking and pulling out that Randy Moss esque performance. <laughs> this, guy, this guy is just. This guy is just. I, I don't have a word because anytime you throw the ball in his vicinity, it seems that he's going to come down with it and he's going to make a big play to help the team get a crucial first down when they need it. Um, and just be consistent all game. Nobody can stop them. So you got to give credit there. I don't want to go too much into this game because it was uh, it was a big win for Minnesota. And the Patriots sitting at six and five. I mean, it was a very good. big win for Minnesota. It's not looking good. Everyone, now, everyone, everyone had the Vikings counted out, and uh, they showed up and they handled business um, in a, a very a very critical game for them, regardless of whether it's in division, out of division. Uh, in conference, out of conference, they uh, they need to continue the pace, especially with a game where Dalvin Cook only rushes for forty two yards. Like 
it's arguable to say that like it's a very surprising win when Dalvin Cook is only rushing. Like, are you gonna are you, are you gonna believe that it's sustainable to put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hand every single game the way that he had to kind of take over that game? You know what I mean? Right. And and that 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 loss at the beginning of the season. I mean, no, it was early, but to the Eagles and the Eagles being they both teams are in the same place, but the Eagles just are making it look better right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, they let Mac Jones throw for 382 yards. And, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, they only scored, you know, they, they only got 26 points out of it. But, you know, neither team was really even trying to run the ball. The Patriots had 13 rushing attempts. Like, and, and one of them was a wide receiver run. So, mm-hmm. 12 rushing attempts? Like, that's, that's not going to win you a football game. You know what I mean? And granted, the Vikings only had 57 rushing yards, but they ran the ball about 25 times. Times, yeah. So, and, and Dalvin Cook got 22 of them. So, you got to look at that. You got to look at everything. But the Patriots, even though it's not looking good and you're taking these L's, the Jets are stuck at seven wins right now. And, yes, Mike White had a great game. Yes, Zach Wilson sucks. And yes, that defense is really good. But are they going to be able to do this for the remainder of the season? And are they going to let the Patriots surpass them in the division because they're only a game behind? So, and three teams can make the playoffs out of this division, if you ask me. Do I think the Patriots, you know, make the playoffs? No. But I don't. I don't see it happening either. I think the I don't Jets, think it's impossible. Um, they got a good defense. You know what I mean? And. And, no, absolutely. Uh, Matt Judon over there with that with that sack. I think he's leading the league in sacks. This guy is a monster. But if we're going to see that Mike White that we saw on Sunday, the Jets can get to that 10-11 win mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look out hey, for as well. I keep saying, I keep saying that that Buffalo Bills team 0-2 in the division, New York Jets 2-2 in the division, you cannot lose these games coming up. Because if you give the Jets a default number two spot, like <laughs> it's going to be scary those last couple of weeks. At that point, your future your future doesn't just lie in your hands anymore, you know. And the never, Bills aren't used to that. Never, yeah, yeah, you never want it to be in someone else's hands. Uh, if it is going to be in someone else's hands, hold, let let the Jets hold it. <laughs> let, them <screw> it <laughs> let them screw it up for themselves. But no, you know, on a more serious note, let's let's talk about Sunday's games. And uh, did you did you have a game specifically you wanted to start with? Let's do this. You Honestly, were at we this game. okay. <laughs> you were at this game. Dolphins take care of business. This was you know we knew this was going to be what it was, and I didn't think they were going to let Houston put up fifteen points on them, but uh, it was a domination, offensively and defensively. Tua Tagovailoa just just showing you know, why he's an MVP candidate. It's not like he wowed anybody, but it was a quiet day. He threw for 300 yards, had a touchdown, and let his, you know, let his uh, let his defense do the rest. Mm-hmm. So, I know the Houston Texans are in the running for a new quarterback, right? You and I know C.J. Stroud you and, and Bryce Young are coming out of college, and uh, Texans want to make sure that Davis Mills who you and I thought would have a decent year and you and I thought 
you know, could come in and, and own this starting quarterback position. He already got benched, you know, and Kyle Allen had to come in and play for him. And Kyle Allen just showed why he's a backup quarterback in the league and, you know, two interceptions and sacked five times. It was a long it day. Was, uh, it was. It was a long day. It was uh, It was a fairly hot day in Miami. We'll say that. Um, we had a little overcast. Some clouds were there. But I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, you know, I had some club-level seats on the away side. That sun at 1 o'clock, bro? No, no, Yo, no. Miami designed the stadium. Not even designed, but just put that, gave no, them no. that side on purpose. They designed it. <laughs> They designed it that way, hundred percent. It is hot, bro, and it it just looked like Houston was just so much more fatigued. Like they couldn't get a pass off. Like it was it was bad. It was it was it it was bad. And we saw that example, you know, against the Bills when the Dolphins played mm-hmm. the Bills. Like these temperatures are getting to like one hundred twenty degrees, one hundred ten degrees floor level on the sideline. That's insane. Trying to play football with a dark colored uniform on. Like, let's be real. Now, at the end of the day, excuses are excuses. And when the Dolphins have to travel to Buffalo and play in the snow, and, you know, the Dolphins have to travel to such and such and play in the 20 degree weather, mm-hmm. you know, it's that's football weather. That's normal. Like, no, that's not fucking normal. It's freezing outside, right? And you guys live here year round. Like, for perfect example, obviously, I just moved to New York City about two months ago. It's fucking cold. Like, it's, oh, yeah. when it's 35 degrees, I can't take my hands out my pocket. My hands are going to uh, yeah. So I'm not accustomed to that. I'm from South Florida. I grew up in South Florida my whole life. And I'm used to me having the ability to go spend Christmas Day on the beach if I wanted to. If I wanted mm-hmm. to take advantage of that luxury, I was doing that. But... Not to say I did it. I'm just saying I could have. Yeah. Thanksgiving was very warm. I checked the temperature on Thanksgiving. It was about 82, 83 degrees for y'all um, in South Florida. It was. It was. Degrees. It was like 30. Well, at nighttime, it got down to like 30 degrees on Thanksgiving night. And, you know, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But when you're not used to something, you're going to feel the effects of it. Is, is what Absolutely. So, you know, uh, an up north team that, yeah, of course, it gets hot in Buffalo and over the summer. You know, throughout the United States, it's hot. But hot and South Florida hot, two different things. And if you two grew up in South Florida days. and you played tackle football, whether it was peewees, high school, college, whatever the case, you know putting that uniform on, putting that helmet on, and going out there at from 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 9 in the morning to 3.30 p.m., 4 p.m., it's, it's treacherous. It's treacherous. So... It's a great home field advantage to have. It's a great thing yeah. when right now the playoffs can run through Miami and the AFC. I mean, you know, they you got the you got the Chiefs and you got the Dolphins. And that's one thing though, that as the season gets gets, you know, deeper and the Dolphins keep this up, they're gonna hope and pray the Chiefs can come out with another two to three maybe losses here down the stretch because Dolphins don't want to go to Kansas City. And it would really mm-hmm. suck to see the Dolphins go to Kansas City in a, in a year that they're having, you know, with great success and you know everything just gets spoiled out by Patrick Mahomes because they just ain't winning in Kansas City. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, 
Yeah, no, nah, that's not happening. Um, I know you referenced Tua. Tua, uh, you know, we in the group chat, and and they've been raving about Tua. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't watched too many Dolphin games. I just, it's just not something that I look to do on my that's Sundays. Um, yo, homie is throwing dimes, dropping dimes, right? Yeah, um, are fun. <laughs> Facts. It, it's a Miami. It's a Miami team. Is what it is. It's it's uh, like it's a typical successful Miami team where they just make everything look fu- as fun as possible. Yeah. Um, first time seeing Tyreek in person. That boy fast. Mm. Like I know everybody yeah. says it. I know we see it on TV, but you got to see your old boy. That boy is fast. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking while I'm sitting there at the game. I'm watching what's going on. You know, I'm reminiscing about. Tyreek and the number 10 in the Red Unis. And uh, everybody's raving about, you know, Tua for MVP, but, like, is he is he an MVP candidate without Ty- – you know what? We only, we only got to do all that. No, right no, no, no. He, 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 I mean, to be fair, is Patrick Mahomes an MVP without Tyreek Hill? You know? No, so, probably not. And, and I get your point. Like, I get it. I, I see what you're saying. Now, Tyreek Hill is an MVP candidate himself. They're not going to say it, but – He's putting up historic numbers. He's balling out, and he's the reason the Dolphins are are on go as much as they are on offense. Now, uh, Jalen Waddle just set a record for the most receiving yards in a two-year span in his first two years as a Dolphin. You know, so like, shout out over there too. But what you said earlier was Tua is throwing dots, and Tua is putting the ball on the money. Tua knows where his team has got to be and where they're going to be. And he's making the right plays. He's making the right decisions with minimal error. And at any point, no matter who you are, if your quarterback all season is making the right plays, taking care of the football, and 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 throwing dots, your team is successful. Like that's that's a formula for success right there. So there's no surprise why the Dolphins are sitting here at eight and three right now, um, and two and one in their division. But at the same time. It takes it takes a village. It takes a village. Like they went and got Bradley Chubb, right? They got Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb. X Man Howard is playing really good football. Um, J- Jordan Phillips is playing really good football. So, like, Jalen, excuse me, Jalen Phillips is playing really good football. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think this Dolphins team has figured out what they need to do on a week to week basis. They're coached extremely well, and. He just has them prepared. He just has them more prepared than their opponent week in and week out. Two is like undefeated all year as a starter. Uh, so you got to give credit where where it's due. Love now, it. Let's talk about another AFC team, AFC East team specifically, New York Jets. Right? I mean, Mike White, <laughs> he comes in and Zach Wilson over the last three weeks has thrown about three touchdown passes. He comes, he comes in and <laughs> and throws three touchdown passes against the Chicago Bears defense who lost Eddie Jackson mid-game um, and were and you know that offense was missing starters but that Chicago defense isn't isn't a laydown you know it's not a it's not a it's not a gimme and they went and put Facts. 31 points up and Mike White looks like the starting quarterback for the New York Jets going forward and I don't blame anybody who believes that he should you go, two, you know, 22 or 28, 315, three touchdowns with 149 passer rating. 
only take one sack. You got, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different guys with a reception. Like that's getting everybody involved. And that's a problem we were seeing with Zach Wilson is that, first of all, Elijah Moore wasn't even touching the ball, let alone being looked at when Zach Wilson was in the game for whatever reason. But we see we see today that he can score touchdowns. You know, you give him the ball and you put the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. That's why they drafted him. He sh- he works out with uh, Goldfeet. Shout out Goldfeet. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, you know, he's a bar boy. Of course he's going to ball out. And Mike White is too. So they found something in Mike White. They didn't just discover this. We saw last year the, the, the glimpse of what it could be, but we still had the hopes on, no, nah, I mean, Zach Wilson's their guy. He's just hurt right now. Of course, they're going to, you know, put him back in. Zach Wilson, like, why are you going to put him in at this point if you're getting this level play from a Mike White? Granted, mm-hmm. it's his first start of the season. Granted, he's got to continue to do it. But you got to give him a chance to do it. And I don't see I don't see Mike White just forgetting how to play football. You know what I mean? He's a solid guy. They play the Vikings, the Bills, and the Lions. And what I know about all three of those teams is that they have a, a – uh, a high-powered offense. So you're going to need somebody who's willing to distribute the football and knows, all right, I have options. It's not Zach Wilson who's going to throw, you know, darts at the grass. He's going to miss wide-open touchdowns. You know, Mike White has proven he can start in the football league. Not saying he's going to be one of the best starters in this league, but he can start, and there's a place for him. So shout-out to Mike White. I don't care about, you know, talking about the Bears. There was no Justin Fields. There was... <laughs> <laughs> Trevor so we'll move forward. Uh, I think, hey, real quick, if you're the yeah, Jets, yeah, you really no, you're good. If you're the Jets, I, I I'm not. I don't expect you to go into into Minnesota and win. I'm not gonna lie. It, 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 hopefully, it's a good game, but I'm not expect you to go into Minnesota and come out Correct. with a dub. But the game in Buffalo and the home game against Detroit, you cannot drop like. You really can't drop the Buffalo game, obviously, because you need that extra game advantage over them at this point. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, that would put you, you know, depending on how things go in Minnesota, obviously, and how, you know, the Bills do uh, this coming week, that would put you in a good position to be in second place. You cannot drop Bills. You cannot drop Lions. So just to contest that a bit, I, I think Lions, you got to win. You got to win versus the Lions, right? Their record – is what, is what we're going to look at. You know, they play tough. They, they can score a lot, like I just said, and their defense has gotten better as the season has gone. But it's the Lions, and they're, they are who we thought they were. You know, at the end of the day, they haven't figured out that way to close games. We just saw it. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to get wins against teams like that, especially like, you know, the Jets, we're calling them a playoff contending team, and, and that's what they're on their way to doing. So – you know, we're going to look at that accordingly, and we're going to expect, yeah, you can't fumble this game. The Bills got the Patriots coming up on Thursday Prime, like I said. So they're going to have to win that game, and they're looking at these two games like, we got the Patriots and the Jets. Let's get the 10 wins first. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure that the Dolphins, I, I don't know who the Dolphins got in these back-to-back weeks. Let me double-check real quick. Miami's got... The 49ers and the Chargers. And, you know, they lost to Teron Armstead. 
Taron Armstead for multiple weeks with like a strained pec. Left tackle, you know, uh, eh, you know what I mean? Eh, that's bad. We saw what happened when he went out. We saw what happened when he went out. The offensive line is a different offensive line. And um, matter of fact, I said left tackle. I think he's there. Yeah, he's a left tackle. So that 49ers defense just shut out the Saints. And not to say the Saints are anything special, but the Saints were confident to start Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. Was it you that I was talking with? That Did you see that? I don't think so. But I don't know if you saw that video. I'm all over the place right now, but Jameis Winston <laughs> – <laughs> and then when they asked him about, you know, losing the starting job, did you see that video? Oh, no, it was. Yeah, we did. We did talk about that. Uh, okay, okay, that. okay. It's like, it's like uh, it hurts my like, soul. Yeah, yeah, it hurts my soul. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you don't lose your job when you get hurt. Nah, you do. But guess what? You hey, do. I mean, when, when you when you put up zero points, Granted, against one of the better defenses in the NFL, zero points is zero points, donuts a donut in this league. You might look to Jameis Winston next week if he's fully healthy and say, hey, can you go get a seven, right? So Mm -hmm. um, with all that being said, the Dolphins got two very tough opponents. And when I say very tough against the Chargers, it's just one of those things that, one, there's going to be a storyline, right? To – Justin Herbert, and you know, going into that week, it's it's going to be the reporters are going to be asking Tua, you know, and how he feels about the whole the debate and conversation that has been had for the last three years, and who's better, this, that, and the third. Justin Herbert had a three touchdown game yesterday, and you know he's been playing pretty good these last few weeks. We saw a really good game versus Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. And and Patrick Mahomes just just magic, just magic. You know, Travis Kelsey, we know. But it's going to be tough for the Dolphins to have to go 49ers on the road, Chargers on the road, Bills on the road. That's tough. Oh, West Coast, West Coast up north. Yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, and then all the way up north in the east. So what brings me to my last point, or what brings me to this was my point that the Jets can't fool around right now. You know, and you just said, you know, they got to beat the Bills. They got to beat the Bills. I don't think that they have to. You know, thankfully they did win that game early in the season versus them, but they have to, have to. No, you know what, I'm not going to do that. They don't have to beat the Vikings. You're right. They do have to beat the Bills, and they do have to beat uh, the Lions. The Lions, yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't. I can't even contest that. I tried. I, it was a nice attempt. But like, if you're going to drop a game at this point, you're going to drop it to to the to the, to the the weaker NFC team that you have to play, essentially, in my head. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, it's okay if they lose to the Bills. But if you're seriously considering yourself as a playoff contender, <coughs> you have to win games that feel like the playoffs in the regular season. Like, it's much better for the Jets to not have to hope that the Bills lose later on, you know what I mean? Just get, you know, get that, hopefully get that 2-0, you know, lead uh, over over them for the season. And you don't even have to worry whether they win or lose. You already had that advantage over them in the last couple weeks. Yeah, that, that, that Jets schedule is tricky to finish the season. So what's funny is that, again, Mike White, showed 
he can start in this league. You know, he can throw for 300 yards. He can throw three touchdowns. Do I think that he's going to do that consistently throughout the season? No, of course not. I think he would have found a starting job somewhere else beforehand, or he would have even won the job over Zach Wilson. But Vikings, Bills, Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins. I don't think any of those games are, are a push, or like a pushover game. So the Jets are going to have to buckle down <clears> – <throat> And their playoff basically starts next week, right? Like, their their most meaningful games are ahead of them right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be interesting because I did say seven wins, seven wins, seven wins. And I don't see this happening. And, Kev, don't kill me. But if the, if the Jets just lose out, like, say they found a way to lose out. <laughs> Like, say they found a way to lose out, and it sounds crazy, you know, it, sounds, it is crazy, because they're playing way too good for that, in my opinion, to happen with teams like the Seahawks and the Jaguars on their schedule and the Lions. They should take care of two or three of them, but, yeah. hey, you never know. You're, you're dealing with And they go 7-10, and 10. that's crazy. And then what? Do they? What if they lose the next two games? Do they go back to Zach Wilson, and then he just sits the bed? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's treacherous waters right now. Is what I'm trying to say. You, for the you know what the other tricky thing about their schedule is? Is uh, after the after the Vikings and the Bills, uh, Lions, like you're saying, Lions, Jags, Seahawks. Uh, those are all teams that are not in playoff contention that love to ruin teams' Spoiler playoff. Team, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like those. Like you're right. It's a very it's a very tricky schedule they got coming up. And and I mean, guess what? Like the Seahawks. I don't even. I wouldn't even say that they're not in playoff contention. Like the Seahawks can definitely still do some damage. They're second place in their division, one game out behind San Francisco. You know, if they win next week, who do the Seahawks got next week? Seahawks got the Rams, a divisional game, right? And because Bryce Perkins is their starting quarterback for the foreseeable future, and then the Dolphins play the 49ers. So if the Dolphins come up and get that dub, and the Seahawks come out and get that dub. You're top of first place. Like, so a team like the Seahawks isn't going to be a pushover at all. Geno Smith has been playing really good football this year. They believe in themselves to be a playoff team. And right now mm-hmm. they're on pace to be respected as such. I mean, they play the Rams, which this is the worst post-Super Bowl season I think we've ever seen. Granted, your starting quarterback got hurt a week or two ago, but this has been horrible since before that. Jalen Ramsey has been getting cooked. I haven't heard mm-hmm. Donald's name in a highlight. Matthew Stafford's hurt. Cooper Cup is nowhere to be found. So what the fuck did they, you know, sign Bobby Wagner for? Like a lot of <laughs> lot of shit. A lot of shit going on. And they got the they got the Seahawks right up their ass. Uh sorry. Uh the 49ers have the Seahawks mm-hmm. right up their ass with Los Angeles Rams, Seahawks. 49ers. Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing the listeners. Sorry, guys. Let's do this from the top. The Seahawks' upcoming schedule is the Rams, the Panthers, the 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, Rams. So they can go and lose only two, three games out of this, you know, final final six, and they'll be in good they'll be in good shape. Is what I'm trying to say. So. 
the Jets going this, to another. Yeah, it's 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 tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's that's tough. It's another one that they need they need to grab. Those division games are going to be key with uh, with uh, San Fran being undefeated in the division right now, and because uh, yeah, the Seahawks having that one loss in the division right now, like that's these three last three divisional games of your season, especially against the you know, defending champs that don't really look like champs right now. And the Niners, the team that you want, the team that you're right behind, like that week, what is that, uh, 14, 15 against the Niners is going to be a big game for the Seahawks. Big, big game. And, and that's going to like, all right, what are you guys made of? You know what I mean? Because the playoffs are one and done, right? You go to the playoffs and you, you either win or lose. and You're either going to advance or you're going to go home. Now, they don't necessarily go home after regular season losses. They technically do. You know, everybody goes back home. But <laughs> they have another chance, and then the season's still alive, yada, yada. If if they lose this game to the, to the 49ers, it's not like their season's over, but it's going to be telling. It's going to be telling. This is – they have to treat this like a playoff game. And, you know, this is the best team in your division, one of the best teams in the NFC, and this is the competition you're going to play in the playoffs if you make it. So, how are we looking? Like, how are we looking? Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be something to look at. What's sad, man, is like, yo, I hated Brady his whole career. I hated him, bro. I hated him. <laughs> his career still going. So, let me say this. I hated Brady for the last fucking first 15 years of his career. Couldn't stand him. Hated his guts. Not the man, but the player, right? The baller. The champion. I hated him. Fuck him. But... There started to be some. Uh, I started to find some appreciation for him once. Uh, once he left, <laughs> you know where the AFC. <laughs> New England specifically, but uh, once he left the AFC, you know, I found some appreciation for him, and and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. He's a he's a nice guy. He he likes. He's fun. He's making these Instagram posts. He's trolling people. He's winning Super Bowl. Oh, you know, he's winning a Super Bowl outside of uh, that that uh, New England area, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Greater Northeast. But it's crazy that I used to laugh at his pain, and now I'm starting to feel it, right? Like Brady didn't come back for this shit. Five and six. Five Talk and six. Talk about it, man. Talk With- about it. What's crazier is that they still have a chance to be number one in their division and get to the playoffs. And all Brady needs is an in. That's all he needs. Just get me in. And then it's Oh, for sure. One game at a time. And then it's game six of Ron every game. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay still has guys like Devin White and uh, guys like Playoff Lenny and guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, guys like Levante David, right? They still have these guys, Vita Vea. But what we've seen – what we've seen this year alone, you know, losses to the Packers, right? Losses to mm-hmm. they came out and, and mopped the Cowboys week one. That was that was week one Sunday night football. They came out and let the Cowboys only score three points. I think the Cowboys humbled themselves or they were humbled at that point and they've turned it around since. And I don't know if uh the Buccaneers got too big headed after that game. Uh because, you know, like I said, lost to the lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Packers, uh Lost to the Steelers, lost to the mm. Panthers, mm. lost to the Ravens, right? And then, and then now lost to the Browns. Like 
it's really got to hurt. It's really got to hurt. You, you, you find a way to get to overtime versus this Cleveland Browns team who doesn't even have Deshaun Watson. And, and, and I don't say that as a slight because Jacoby Brissett has been playing really good football this year. Yo, like he, like he don't want to not start good he football. Feel, <laughs> he feel, you know, it, it's, it, he's only got him at four and seven. And so we're talking all this shit about the Bucks, but they're, they have a better record than the team they just lost to. Um, but they gave them that fourth win. Right. And it, it, it's, it's like, I can't see this Buccaneers team in a deep playoff run this year. It's, it's like one of those things where LeBron, it's like, you know, LeBron's going to get to the playoffs. Right. And then, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to ball, but I don't think them boys winning the finals this year. Right. You know, one mm-hmm. of those things. And, and it just sucks. Obviously he's going through a lot of shit in his personal life. I'm feeling for him there. And then just to see him have to like, take on these post-game press conferences after losing to teams like the Browns, like, shit. It must be it must be some hard times, you know what I'm saying, in that Brady household, man. God damn, I'm yeah. a guy. So, but, hey, that's what happens when Nick Chubb, you know, you let Nick Chubb go and, and uh, run that ball on you and, and you throw for less than 300 yards, right? Nick Chubb ran for over 115 yards and had a tutty, so. It's Martin not a, it's not a good, yeah. A joke who had a clutch one hand grab might have been a grab of the day. Um, Buccaneers ain't playing winning football, and they're under five hundred right now, and they're staring uh, their couches in the face. Right? They gotta they gotta start playing better so that so that they can yeah. have some some postseason hope. Now another another team at twenty. These uh, we're getting down in the season in uh, these divisional uh, storylines. Um, I don't know what the NFL did this year, but they made a hell of a schedule for yeah, yeah. for all the teams that yeah. you know we're looking at and, and that will be in the playoffs. And, yeah, man, it's especially this this uh, this NFC NFC South is is very weird when you got Carolina sitting at three and one in the division, but they're in third place because they only have four wins, which really means that they could win out the rest of the season. Ha ha ha. Um and and make it spooky for the rest of the division. You know what I mean? Like, and guess what? Carolina would have one more divisional win if Rondell, if uh, what's his name, DJ Moore didn't take off his helmet on that game-winning touchdown. Oh yeah, like, little shit like that. Like that's the shit that goes down in the NFC South. Like, I mean, you got a five and six team in first place, and a four and eight team in last place. It's not too far. Not too far at all. Like, I could see the Saints winning this division. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. And the Saints, oh, the Saints, the Saints got to play Monday night football against the Buccaneers this week. So guess what? Guess fucking what? Brady, you got to win this game. You got to win this game. You don't want to give it up. You don't want to let them beat you and go on a bye week, get some rest, and then play Atlanta. Right? Saints could beat Atlanta. They could beat the Browns. Deshaun Watson's going to be, you know, new to the season. We don't know how rusty he's going to look. We don't know if they're going to put Jacoby Brissett back in in the second half. We don't know. I'm kidding. We don't know. But <laughs> my point is that the toughest game they have for the rest of the season is Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is due for another loss. I don't think Philadelphia is going to go, you know, 15 and 2. Right? Like, I don't think they go 15 and 2. And that's no disrespect or discredit. But. Let's be real. I just don't see that. So I can see, you know, hey, somebody's got to beat them. But anyways, I don't like taking too much time on the NFC South teams because they're all funky. But 
Atlanta did take that L last night. Mariota got picked off by uh, Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller had a pick six versus Davis Mills, and then he just got a pick on Marcus Mariota. Back-to-back weeks, he's, he's had an impressive day. Mm-hmm. And also, A.J. Terrell had a pick yesterday, and he's been playing amazing since he's come out of Cleveland. So the commanders are on their way, right? They're playing good football. The Falcons play a good game. Every game, I feel like every game the Falcons played this season was like a good game, and they're competing. They just haven't won every game. They're playing so, tough. They're playing tough. And we got a Lakers game winner, by the way, with one point nine oh. left. I'm sorry. Bang, bang. I'm sorry. It was a Pelicans, uh, Pacers game winner <laughs> against the Lakers. Oh. Hey, what did uh, what did that one jit that was talking that he was better than LeBron or whatever? <laughs> and I was like, I knew he was gonna hit the game winner. <laughs> hey, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Mm. But yeah, Benedict, Benedict, I forgot his last name, Benedict Mar, Mar something. But uh, let's check. Oh, LeBron, LeBron rolled his ankle. Uh, the locker room. He was going too hard. He must have. He must have was going too hard. Rolled his ankle because he heard that that comment about that rookie, but. Now back to uh, back to Atlanta, you know, I, like I said, I, I've seen them really competitive in every game this year, and unfortunately, they haven't been able to put it all together. Marcus Mariota's made some some funky plays. Cordell Patterson missed a, a few weeks, and you know he's back now. But uh, we didn't think Atlanta was gonna you know even be competitive this year. So nah, man, we're sitting at five and seven. Um, it, it's it's I wouldn't say impressive, but you know they they can make their fans proud with that. What's what's so underwhelming and so confusing, so confusing is Possibly. Russell Wilson having he's like the worst quarterback, yeah. like the worst. Yeah, fam. Like when I saw his when I saw his lineman son him like that, I was beside myself. And he's he just like, all right, conference. He's like, no, all right, buddy. Yeah, post game, post game conference. He's like, they're like, yeah. So what was that about? You know, is, is things tense? He's like, no, no, man, no, man. We're we're on the same page. No, we on the same page. We on the same page. You know, it's all it's all love. You know, it's all. Listen, buddy. Newsflash. When they say newsflash, pal. <laughs> you fucking stink. Yeah. And he's trying to let you yeah. know. Put a fucking pep yeah. in your step. Right and. The decline, the decline has just been drastic. And the Seahawks must have seen this. They must have been the happiest people when they were like, yo, we're about to get these first-round picks. We got Noah Fant on the way. Yo, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second. Bro, you talking about? Like, bro. And, and Denver with a new coach. Thought they was gonna have a new package, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson. Jeez, it's it's been downhill since that week one time management debacle. And there's been more time management debacle since then. There has. We started today with one. We're gonna end today with one, like I said. <laughs> Sam Darnold, it's good to see Sam Darnold back in the starting position and getting that dub, right? You know, he only threw for 164 yards. And, you know, we would have been talking about him in a bad way if, if they would have lost, but guess what? He got the dub. They ran for over 120 yards. Um, so you got to give credit where it's due. And, and the Panthers found a way to squeak that one out. 
the Jaguars, talking about squeaking one out, the Jaguars found a way to squeak one out against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in a game Bro. that in a game that the Ravens should have had in the bag, man. There were some miss there were some missed opportunities for the Ravens, turnovers, bad throws by Lamar, drops, and and you know, quite frankly, the Jaguars are aren't a good team. I won't say they're good. I'd say they're decent. I'd say they're on their way. But they're not gonna just let you fuck up all game and mm-hmm. roll over. So I know Lamar Jackson's gotta be hot and, and, and feeling feeling really upset about himself and his team because this would have had them comfortably in first place. Now they're tied for first place with Cincinnati after Cincinnati got that win against Tennessee. And I mean, there's just so much football left out there that to lose to a team like Jacksonville when you're trying to make a playoff run, it's never going to be lucky. No, I'm never going to be good for you. And, you know, well, luckily, I was going to say, luckily, it's not college football where your resume matters. It's all records and standings. But this is very unimpressive shit that we're seeing from the Ravens, right? We saw Especially two out of the last four games, they went scoreless for two quarters. Like, you can't not score for half the game and think you're going to win, even against the sorriest NFL team. Like, yep. it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and we saw them give up the 21-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Dolphins earlier this season. We saw uh, there was another game that they that they lost. Oh, it was that Giants game. I mean, we didn't know the Giants were going to be a pretty good team this year, but when they lost to the Giants, that was pretty disappointing. Um, so it, it, it's just like a lot of inconsistencies. And thankfully, for their sake, Oh, and, and sorry, it, I knew it was one more. It was the, the Bills game. It was the Bills game where they let the Bills milk the clock oh, facts. down and, and, and win the game on the road. So, you know, thankfully for them, they beat the they beat the Ravens. Sorry, they beat the Bengals earlier in the season. So, you know, they do have that first place tiebreaker. But they're going to play the Bengals soon enough. When do they got the Bengals again? Uh, let's see what the Ravens' schedule going forward is. They got a they got a bye week, aka the Broncos next week. <laughs> <laughs> and they got hey the man, they got to figure it out. Browns, okay, so they don't play the Bengals again till the last day of the season. So grab your popcorn. That's going to be a good. They got to figure that out. Yeah, because Baltimore is ranked. I'm looking at it right now. Thirty two teams, red zone percentage effectiveness. Baltimore is twenty four. That is. Very poor to have yeah. someone like Lamar Jackson at the helm. Like it's just it's and such a run dominant team, you know. Like you'd expect you'd expect greater success, but I mean, and a Mark Andrews. Like I don't know. It's, yeah, man. Getting to that point where if they they don't have to win the division, um, because you know if the Bengals win the division, the Bengals have been playing really good football the last month and a half, and Joe Burrow's just come alive again. And, He's found that groove, and they're they lost Jamar Chase. They're going to get him back, I think, next week. So they should even have more firepower. But the Ravens can't worry about like, oh, we have to win a division. They just got to win games, right? They got to just win games. Broncos, <laughs> yeah, Steelers, fine. Browns, three winnable games. Falcons, Steelers. Those are like you guys can literally go five and zero. Oh. You guys can literally go five and zero oh in the next five weeks. And that'll put you guys in great, great playoff contention because you're going to win your division. I'm not saying they're going to do it. 
you know, mm -hmm. five in a row. But it's possible. It's possible. The Ravens have the talent to win games. They just, for some odd reason, there's some bad quarterback play at times, at mm -hmm. times. You know, they're not running the ball as uh, dominantly as they're used to. They don't have that number one wide receiver that can just go up one-on-one -on -one against corners and, and beat them. So it's tough, but guess what? That defense has started playing really good, right? They traded yep. Roquan Smith. So we got to start seeing this shit all get put together. And Harbaugh, I mean, listen, buddy. What's good? <laughs> What's good? Their rest of their season should be interesting. Um, and then let's talk about that Chargers-Cardinals game. Real quick, the Raiders-Seahawks. Uh, Raiders I think the Seahawks are, mm -hmm. yo, they got to be hurt. Like, the Raiders have been shitting the bed all season. Joshua Daniels been getting ridiculed. Derek Carr's been getting shit-talked and uh, you know, they went out and got Devontae Adams, da da da. Well, the Seahawks had this game in the bag. They did. And they let Josh Jacobs get an eighty yard touchdown run to lose in overtime. That's gotta be killer. That's gotta be killer for the Seahawks. But guess what? Raiders won. Six and five now are the Cardinal are the uh are the Chargers. Seahawks. So, oh, and, sorry. And the Seahawks. No, you're good. And the Seahawks. <laughs> and the Seahawks. But the Chargers are 6-5 and five now after that 25-24 win. Um, as I mentioned, Justin Herbert threw three touchdowns yesterday, and he had a late touchdown and a, and a two-point conversion to win the game. So, you know, it was some gutsy shit going on. The Cardinals, just disappointing, man. Very disappointing. Yeah. And, you know, questions going to be raised. Like, Cliff Kingsbury, is it time to go? Right? Like when do we start when do we start calling for his head? Because you know, whether you have this or that to say about Colin Murray, he's their franchise guy. They paid him the bag, they drafted him number one overall, and mm -hmm. was it number one or number two? Whatever. Number yeah. Whatever it was. They drafted him and they're not gonna, you know, exile him before the coach. That's never gonna be the case. No, oh, absolutely not. Kidding. We're still not even gonna do it with Russell Wilson. That should show you how much it's not gonna happen. But it's 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 like starting to feel like wasted time. There's talent. You got guys like Isaiah Simmons. You drafted Zayvon Collins. You have uh, Jalen Thompson. You got Byron Murphy. You got guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Robbie Anderson, Marquise Brown, who's hurt right now, um, and Colin Murray. Like this team shouldn't be this bad at four and eight. Should not be this bad. So there's an elephant in the room, and it's and it's and it's got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed. So and it really sucks because um I, I you know maybe this is hard knocks talking and you know select press conferences, but I really like Cliff Kingsbury, man. Like I I, I like him as a person at the very least. Yeah, no, he's, a cool, he's a cool ass dude, bro. He's a cool ass. Dude. He just like, he just seems like he he cool. Like well, he like, had like he was. He looked like he was like he was riding the horse paws, you know what I'm saying? And like he had it under control and now he's just like in over his head and the horse is just speeding down the mountain at this point. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I mean and I'm sorry, Buddha Baker, I didn't mention Buddha Baker, but I think he has an inexperienced team and that's not really helping him. Mm. You know, he's inexperienced himself and 
he has an inexperienced team that just, you know, it, it's it's hard to win like that. But somebody's got to do it. I mean, if they're not, if that locker room isn't fully, fully, fully committed to the head coach, you're gonna notice it. And I can't say that for certain, but it's possible that the whole team isn't intertwined with what Cliff Kingsbury's got going on. I mean, you got yeah. a starting quarterback telling the head coach, calm the fuck down when he's talking to him. Like, you know, shit like that. That's not what winning organizations, winning teams do. And you're not going to find success in a season when, you you know, obviously adversity comes. And, you know, the Miami Heat had a fight on the sideline. UD and Jimmy hate each other. And Spo and Jimmy, hey, they went to the fucking Eastern Conference Finals game seven, three-pointer away from going to the finals and beating the Warriors. But, <laughs> but we cannot compare a franchise of the Miami Heat to this franchise of the Arizona Cardinals. Two total different people. You know what I mean? Miami Heat have, and this two total sports, obviously, but in the sense of direction for the franchise and identity, the Heat know their identity. The Heat know what they're made of. They know they have that experience. They know they have that toughness, and they've been deep in seasons. We haven't seen that from the Cardinals. And uh, in, in quite some time. So, yep. And it's been a few years. It's not like this is Cliff Kingsbury's second year. You know, it's been some time. You've had your quarterback, and I'm we're seeing regression now. Right, last year they made it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. had their wild card spot. Maximum regression this year. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, Tough sledding for them for the rest of the year. Let's see what their their schedule is because they're at four and eight right now. The Cardinals and they got to go. They got to play the Patriots at home, then the Broncos, then the Bucks, then the Falcons, and the 49ers. And guess what? The Broncos. That's the only game that I say, yeah, this is this is like. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons game is winnable, but at the same time, Falcons are still in contention to win their division. The Buccaneers, obviously, I don't see Brady going to Arizona and taking a loss on a Sunday night to them. The Patriots know what's on the line next week, and they know that they're playing mm-hmm. the four and eight Cardinals team. And then, you know, we saw what happened in Mexico with the Ford Niners and the uh, <laughs> and the Cardinals. I think we'll see the same on the on the last week of the football season. So. It's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. Because they need they they need that game. It's their last divisional game, and they need to go two and four, and they need to beat the team, you know, that's in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 finish off here with uh, Sunday night and Monday night. Sunday night was fun. Sunday night was fun. We got Eagles. We got Packers. We got to see Aaron Rodgers. We got to see a little bit of Jordan Love. We got to see Jalen Hurts run the ball for a career high. We got to see the Eagles run the ball for their franchise high. It's like an NFL high since like the 70s, 363 rushing yards on the ground. And it, it was it was the Eagles went up two scores early. Then the Packers came back and made it a game. Then, oh, the Eagles, you know, oh, okay, they got it back under control. Oh, shit, turnover. Oh, shit, turnover. Oh, shit, interception. Oh, shit, turnover on downs. And we just had a good game. Oh, shit, fumble, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown mm-hmm. that football. He fumbled in a crucial point against the Colts, and he fumbled in a crucial moment against the Packers. Thankfully, the Eagles won both of those games, but let those be lessons. Let those be lessons. A.J. Brown did score another touchdown after that fumble, so he made up for it in the short term. But just uh, looking at things as a whole, you can't beat yourself if you want to be a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Um, 
and the Eagles know that. They won a Super Bowl in 2018, and they lost in the playoffs when Alshon Jeffrey dropped or fumbled <laughs> in the year right after. Yeah, I mean, all, all in all, the, 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 the Packers lost that game in the second quarter, to be honest. They're, they're just kind of inefficiency that quarter to, to convert in the red zone. I mean, at the end of the day, they both scored the same amount of points in the second half. It was a 13-13 game as far as the last two quarters are concerned. Um, that that Losing that momentum after, like, getting the momentum after going down two scores and then just, like, losing it kind of, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but just losing that momentum in the second quarter, you know, is what killed them. Yeah. And, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously he's not healthy. He banged his thumb the other week and broke his thumb. He fucked up his ribs. <laughs> right. He fucked up his ribs last night and had to come out. And what's funny is that he went 16 to 28 with 153 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, sorry, I just read I just read Jalen Hurts numbers. I'm like, wait, wait. wait 11 wait, for 16. Wait. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, the fuck he didn't. He went 11 for 16 with 140 yards, two touchdowns. Through those two interceptions, which is very, very unlikely. Like, we don't even see Aaron Rodgers throw two interceptions in five weeks for, for times. And he threw two last night, um, three sacks. But Jordan Love comes in six of nine and gets 113 yards and a touchdown, you know, within a matter of minutes. So uh, there was that interesting post-game comment or question asked to Aaron Rodgers. You know, do you, are you going to shut it down for the rest of the year? Aaron's was, you know, his response was as Aaron Rodgers as he gets. He's like, you know, if we're mathematically still in it, I'd like to continue playing. And you got to love and respect that out of your QB1, out of the guy who, you know, you paid this money to, out of the guy who kind of screwed you this summer and had a wacky-ass summer. Um, he did. But at the same time, I feel like that's, it's also a guy that has a, a certain amount of love and respect for the organization that he plays for because he really could leave. Like, he really could have left. Yeah, and he that, <laughs> you know that level what I mean? of respect and love. So. Yeah, I definitely get that. There, there's, you know, to be fair, that's Aaron Rodgers. He got y'all a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, uh, you can't argue against that. In the playoff, you know, well, playoffs. It's funny. Like last year, we were saying there's some, there's some, there's some funny shit going down when Aaron Rodgers gets to the playoffs because it's not always great. But, but we'll let him live. The success has been there, and my point was that he barely turns the ball over. So to see him throw two interceptions was a little alarming. What I want to know is, does Coach LaFleur, because right now, what are you at? They're sitting at 4-8, and eight, just like the Cardinals, sitting at 4-8. and eight, And in the standings, they are in third place. Second place, you know, the Lions at 4-7. and seven. Obviously, they're not going to win the division with Minnesota being 9-2. and two. Um, But can they finish the season strong and strong enough to where, hey, Maybe we find a wild card spot. Finishing this season mm-hmm. strong enough to me sounds like winning out. That's you know because if you don't even have eight eight wins, like fuck no, you're not going to get it. No, yeah, there's, there's no way. You got the Bears, you got the Rams, two teams who are going to have backup quarterbacks in, right? You got the Dolphins. That's no pushover, and that's a Christmas Day game at that. So um, in Miami, yeah, they want to be too. Vikings and Lions, two divisional teams who are tough, who are playing really good this year. The Lions, you know, they beat the Packers earlier this year. They're going to want to do it again in Green Bay. And, the, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings, 
are the Vikings. And we see them ball, and week in and week out, they, they uh, continue to impress. So I wonder if Coach LaFleur is going to look at this in a realistic aspect because he knows that Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback next year, right? Um, does he say, you know what, Aaron, we're going to shut it down. We're going to focus on rehab. There's no point, you know, we could we could win out and still possibly miss the playoffs, right? Um, does Coach LaFleur say, look, we got two back, uh, back-to-back games with backup quarterbacks. Can we see what Jordan Love can be for the future of this franchise? Because, Aaron, I'm not trying to coach here only while you're here. I'm trying to be the coach of the Packers. So is Jordan Love going to get a shit? He played a respectable enough game in the amount of time he had given to say, listen, this guy can start. We don't know that for certain, but he looked way better than he looked last year, and he looks good. It's not like he just looks better. He looks good. Looks good. Looks like he's comfortable. He knows the offense. Got his guys open. So I'm just – that's kind of what I'm interested to see for the Packers the rest of the year, how they handle this quarterback situation and – if Aaron Rodgers is going to be "quote unquote" selfish, or if he's going to, you know, just think for think for the better of him and say, "Yeah, matter of fact, we should shut it down. We should get, uh, you know, my rehab, and I'm fucking forty, whatever, and I shouldn't be running around with a broken thumb and fucked up, mm-hmm. right?" So, um, I think that only makes sense. Anyways, let's talk about Monday night, the second game to finalize the poor clock management. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day. The Colts are going to be the Colts, and it's it's so frustrating because, you know, scoring 17 points, it's never going to do it, bro. This this league, you can't score 17. We had 16 last week. We scored 25, thankfully. Listen to this. Listen to this. 25 points was our most points in one, two, three, four, five, six. In six games, we scored 10 points. We scored 16 points. We scored three points. We scored 16 points, and we scored 17 tonight. It's not going to get it done. This defense is too good. We've held these teams mm-hmm. that we, in these same games that I just mentioned, we've held the opponent to 19 points, 17 points, 26 points, 20 points, 17 points, and 24 points. And we've only got two wins to show for out of that. So, um, the offensive line has been getting beat up all year. It's been embarrassing. You know, the Jeff Saturday hire thing happened. We've seen a spark. <laughs> We've seen a spark. We did. And, and last week was a winnable game um, against the Eagles. We, you know, gave it up late. At this point, for draft purposes, I'm, I'm all cool with the fucking losing. I'm all cool with it. But, <laughs> but just as a fan, you know me. Like, I'm not a tank fan. I'm not, you know, I, I want playoffs every year. I'm used to that, you know, winning formula mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor with the with the fumble they credited Matt Ryan with the fumble but it's Jonathan Taylor's mistake you know uh, drop passes um, just no time to, to to throw at times it was just like what are we doing offensively and it didn't look horrible all game there was a lot of times where Matt Ryan was able to step up in that pocket there was a lot of times where JT was getting that push and getting five six seven eight yards on, on the ground at a certain attempt. Mm-hmm. Jelani Woods had the game of his fucking life, a rookie tight end out of Virginia. Uh, what was his final stat? Because I think he had like seven catches when I saw but he finished the game with eight catches and 98 yards, you know? 
Michael Pittman had six, seven catches and 61 yards. So, but throwing the ball for under 200 yards and running the ball for when you're starting running back, because we ran for 110 yards as a team, but Jonathan Taylor only had 86 yards uh, on mm-hmm. 20 attempts. So it's it's just like dude. going another another team going scoreless for half the game. You cannot do that. Cannot do that. Can't put goose eggs under quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and especially when you're playing a quarterback who throws, you know, for 174 yards with no touchdowns. <laughs> he let that Steelers oh, team run for 172 yards, and that was that was it. He let them run for 172 yards, and I guess to fast forward, we still had a chance to win at the end, and there was under a minute left. We get the ball within like field goal range area, and we're not using our timeouts. We're just rushing. Now we're just rushing play calls, rushing play calls. We get down, we get down to third down, and instead of calling the timeout, resetting, seeing the field, seeing what we want to do, what's going to work here, we're just going hurry up mode, hurry up mode. We hand the ball off on third down, lose a yard or whatever, get stopped at the line of scrimmage, and now it's like, all right, yeah, let's fucking call a timeout now and try to get a fourth down conversion. Like, and then the fucking play we drew up for fourth down conversion, we try to run like a little pick route or whatever, get Paris Campbell open on the. On the flat to the left, which was low key there, and we missed it. And then Matt Ryan just throws it up, and I don't even want to talk about this. Game. That shit is embarrassing. Four seven and one are the Colts to finish the season. They got the Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Giants, Texans. I hope we lose every single last <laughs> one of them. Yes, even to the Texans or tie them again. Retire them again. That's a fact. Like, come on. But credit the Steelers, man. They found a way to, you know, go on the road and uh, and really squeak one out. Because, uh, like I said, like I said, they they didn't even throw for two hundred yards, and uh, it was nothing special on both sides of the field. Nothing special. It was just, I guess, who wants it more to an extent. And yeah, we finished the game strong. But they started and finished strong. And that's that's going to be the tale of it because we came out first half. We couldn't get shit going. We were going three and out. We had zero yards in the first quarter. Like, that's that's pitiful, pitiful. So, And this loss is not on Jeff Saturday, in my opinion. I just think this football team on offense is not good. It's just not good. You know, the defense plays their ass off. They get stops when we need them. We get turnovers. We, you know, we got great run defense. The offense – this is like uh, Zach Wilson thing. Do you think you're let your is, it, is this a permanent hire? We haven't. No. Like, what? <laughs> I said uh, we have we, we haven't spoken uh, not spoken but you know we haven't potted since the uh, since the Saturday hire. Is this is this a permanent hire in, in your in your head? Is this no, like no no this w- isn't permanent. Win out, lose out, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is this just like a band aid for the season? Yeah, one. You can't. I think by law or by NFL's rules, like you have the Rooney rule, you have to interview a black coach. So clearly that process hadn't taken place. They have to do their due diligence regardless. But um, I mean, shit, win out. Like you're gonna you're gonna keep candidate. You know, you're gonna keep him as a top candidate. You're gonna do your interview. Of course. Like you know, Jeff said, we're not fucking winning out. So and this team <laughs> needs more than just a. Oh coach. man in my opinion. So right now you just let the season play out. You thank Saturday for what he was able to do. 
And yeah, I think from there you see what what candidates are open. Like shit, Lamar Jackson might be a free agent. Sean Payton is a free agent head coach. Mm. There's a lot of shit going. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Harbaugh from Michigan. Does he want to coach? Like I don't know. So you have to, as a as a professional organization, say, all right, well let's let's do a proper interview process and see what candidates are out there more experienced. Um, you know. So, uh, but I'm but I'm all for Saturday. You know, I love him. He's a good guy. He's a good leader. And I think that we have seen a change in this team, at least a little bit, as far as that spark and as far as that locker room, you know, staying and playing together. So um, I'm good. I don't know if you got anything. We can leave it right there. Thursday we will uh, get back on here. We'll have some World Cup for them. We'll have some – Yeah, facts. We'll, we'll get jiggy with it on Thursday. Thursday night football for them. So it'll be a little more fun. I wouldn't say more fun. It'll be a little more – uh, diverse, diverse. Mm-hmm. So, you got any final thoughts, dog? Nah, not at all. Can't say that I do. I do I think do. that uh, now that that Patty uh, beat the Rams, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's a big storyline right there, bro. I now it's, let me miss I, it. Shit. Yeah, I, I think hey, now he might best team in the league, bro. <laughs> he might have that battery in his back, like yo, I would have beat them, like type shit. You know what I mean, like. I would have got there, and I would have did what I do. And I think that's going to fuel him for the rest of the season right now. Hey, listen. <laughs> he got to beat Joey B first. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. What I did want to say closing out, the Hurricanes fucking suck. Their season was a shit. <laughs> How, like a year ago, say. Their season was a shit. It's a shite. It's a fucking shite. And... Guess what? I'm not going to blame Crystal Ball. I'm not going to blame Crystal Ball. I think we're in good hands for the future. He's going to do great in recruiting this year. Um, But we're not fucking bowl eligible, and it's going to be hard to see who wants to play for this organization because, oh, boy, the kids that are playing for us clearly don't want to. And, you know, like Mario (laughs) Crystal Ball said, he said said a few things. He said, if your kid doesn't want to work hard and, and, and be coached, and be and be ridiculed and, and criticized when he's doing bad, don't come to Miami, right? And he also said, I got to start getting more Cam Kitchens on this team. Guys like Cam Kitchens, we got to get more of those. Shout out to Cam Kitchens for a fucking great year. But the mm. Hurricanes is a fucking shit. And that's how I'm leaving. It's a shite. The Colts suck. The Hurricanes <laughs> suck. Hopefully Heat basketball starts turning up. And we can get out about one thing. But, yes, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in NFL history. Um, he just needs to solidify that. Is, uh, is Kelsey the best tight end in history? Yes. Have a good one. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm blessed to live in the era where I saw Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey. But tight end. Yeah, tight I, end I, I really can't complain. Tight end franchise <laughs> over there. Yeah, but take it easy, bro. We'll we'll catch you on Thursday, and uh, thank y'all for listening. Already.